This is the Context Podcast sponsored by Proofgeist. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. Clients come to those using the Claris platform to solve business problems. Increasingly, those business problems include getting data from other external sources. Claris FileMaker can do that for sure, but FileMaker's sister product, Claris Connect, is here now to provide an easier, almost no-code way of connecting FileMaker to other apps or other apps to other apps. Kate Waldhauser from Portage Bay Solutions joins us today to talk about Claris Connect. I'm grateful to have her on today because she describes her start and experience with Claris Connect in the same way many of us use to describe our first contact with FileMaker. Kate makes the strong case for Claris Connect's usefulness both as an internal tool and as a problem solver for clients. Today's discussion about Claris Connect is brought to you by FM Perception, which asks, what is your RDI number? You'll hear more about that in a few minutes. And now we welcome Kate and Claris Connect. Hello, Kate. Welcome to the Context Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Jeremy. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Where are you located? I'm outside of Austin, Texas. Oh, so you're in the cold, the, the northern tundra, right? Yeah, well, actually, yesterday was 82 degrees oh, okay. compared to what it was a week before when we were in the, yeah, incredibly unusual <laughs> storm. So, so the, uh, the, the, the big uh, freeze was just a temporary thing, right? Did you get a whole lot of that in Austin? Yeah, it was pretty, definitely affected us. Um, We lost power on and off for uh, most of the week. And um, I actually, yeah, last week was the um, second Claris Connect users group, which I didn't get to attend because of this. So... Well, uh, thank you for joining me today. We're going to talk about Claris Connect. I'm excited to hear what you have to say because you and uh, your team started a a Claris Connect user group. So I'd love to, I want to hear all about that. Um, But first, let's introduce yourself. Tell our audience who you are. Yeah, I'm Kate Waldhauser and I work for Portage Bay Solutions based out of Seattle. I've been developing in FileMaker professionally for the last 15 years, and I've been with Portage Bay that whole time. So when I started, it was just myself and John Newhoff, the owner of the company, and we've grown. We have about eight developers now. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about moving into this new product of Claris Connect and figuring out how we can apply it to our development and improve our development. Wonderful. Well, that's good. I'm I'm, I'm glad to um, talk about it because it's a um, a couple is it is it a year old now? It's a little yeah. almost two years old, right? It was August 2019 that Claris acquired it, and it was released. Was it? I remember DevCon in 2019 when they introduced Claris Connect. Um, was it released right then, or was there some time right after um, DevCon that it became available? I, I don't know the exact timeline of when it became available. Okay. You know, I. I know when I first learned about it, I didn't, it just didn't quite click with me how I was going to use this. You know, it was like, I'm a FileMaker developer, but then, yeah, I've begun to explore it and now I really see the benefit. 
Let's start with that. Tell us about your journey into Claris Connect, how you started learning it, where you went to learn it. Um, talk about your, you know, why you you picked up Claris Connect as a way to solve problems for your clients. Sure. So the first business problem that I encountered was actually a business problem for Portage Bay. So we had started using a new web-based web application project management tool called Teamwork. And um, we had migrated from Fogbug. And we really love everything about this tool. It does virtually everything we wanted it to do, but we had lost one feature when we moved to Fogbugs, and that was that it automatically inserts a task number or a, or an ID number to the ticket that is prefixed to the name of the ticket. And in Teamwork, we couldn't do that automatically. And I had seen that within Teamwork, they provided webhooks. And then I started to remember that Claris Connect worked with webhooks. And so I just took it upon myself to figure this out, how I could use a webhook to integrate the two systems and force a job numbering um, system into Teamwork. Um, and that's what I did. And so I, I went, you know, the resources I used to initially learn this were the forums. I know there were some blog posts by Wim DeCourt that I looked at on webhooks because this was a new concept to me and I really had to kind of understand it and grasp it and understand how it was being used. And then, you know, learning Claris Connect itself, I think as with when I, when I started learning FileMaker, the best way to do it is just to get in there and start playing around and start, you know, testing out what does this do? What does that do? And there's, there's definitely a learning curve, but I think going through the process of having a business, a very, you know, direct business problem that I needed to solve and being able to solve it, you know, by just, yeah, figuring it out, playing around, going out to the community, seeing what other people had done was really rewarding and I and I accomplished the goal. And so now we have this system where you add a new task to teamwork and it triggers a webhook uh, or you know a webhook is called it triggers a flow within Claris Connect that connects to a little FileMaker utility file that I'm using that generates the next job task number. And then I'm using the teamwork API to push that back into the task and then it updates. And it all happens within you know a second or less. Wow. So that's, to me, that's the magic. And that's really what I love about Claris Connect is when you need something to happen in real time, it's all automatic. It all happens, you know, right before your eyes, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something we did. We didn't want to just have tasks sitting there without job numbers and then have to run some process hourly or even every minute, you know, you want it to happen instantaneously. Today's episode is brought to you by FM Perception. I have a question for you. What's your RDI number? That is, what's your real-time developer intelligence number from 0 to 10? Are you on the low end of that range where you know a little bit about the app you're working on? Maybe you know some script where the scripts are and what tables and data structures you're working with? Well, if that's the case, you definitely need FM Perception. FM Perception is the only real-time developer intelligence tool out there. 
This dev tool is built for Claris FileMaker developers in mind, since it was developed by a Claris FileMaker developer. FM Perception provides you with more intelligence about the system you're working on in real time. FM Perception tells you everything you need to know about the scripts, layouts, tables, relationships, global variables, how many times you used and where you used the execute SQL function, and so much more. There's no way anyone could remember all that, not even the one that began the file many development cycles ago. FM Perception organizes the data design report, the DDR, into a structure that is easy to navigate, giving you almost instant access to any part of the system. Need to know where you used the left values function? FM Perception can tell you that. Do you need to know if a certain script in your file can be deleted? That is, it's not used anywhere in your system? FM Perception can tell you that instantly. The entire purpose of FM Perception is to raise your RDI number, your real-time developer intelligence number, so that you can work smartly in your system, so that you can identify expensive functions, unreferenced elements, or broken references. FM Perception takes your RDI number from 0 to 10. Check out the 14-day free trial and see how intelligently you can work with your system using FM Perception. Today's episode is brought to you by FM Perception's companion product, FM Comparison. Available free only to licensed users of FM Perception, FM Comparison highlights the differences between two versions of the same FileMaker file. Still in beta, this product succinctly shows you how a file changed from version A to version B, from development cycle 1 to development cycle 2, or 3, or 7. This form of intelligence lets you see what was changed and how it was changed and indeed who changed it. The uses are endless. For one, you can review all the changes made by other developers in a team for code review. FM Comparisons Highlights can also provide a change log for those clients who wish to know what features were added. Check out FM Comparison when you purchase a license of FM Perception. And hey, if you want to know more about FM Comparison and FM Perception, Dave Ramsey, the creator of these dev tools, holds office hours every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern and runs until he's the last person on the call. The sign-up link is in the show notes. Come and see what intelligence and what insights you can get from the FM Perception suite. So it, it sounds to me, I, I, I don't, you're going to have to explain Claris connecting a little bit like it's all of its um, features and such but yeah. from what I understand the the webhook part of Claris Connect is sort of the the more advanced side because you could use Claris Connect without FileMaker at all and just create flows I believe they're called that connect apps to each other and you know sending right. data back and forth um, right but you're you kind of went full force and just picked up the yeah. most advanced part of it, right? Yeah, and and I think you're right. And I am relating how Claris, you know, to me it seems like how they've developed Claris Connect is a little bit similar to what they're doing with FileMaker in that you you can get, you know, you can purchase FileMaker and you can get free templates. And you can get stuff right out of the box and you don't have to know. I mean, you can do the true low code, no code citizen development, right? Like you don't have to know anything. And then there's, you know, in Claris Connect, what I relate that to is like there's templates. And right now there's only seven of them. There's DocuSign to Slack and MailChimp to Typeform, I think. I don't know. There's a couple different templates. 
And those are just basic out of the box. They walk you right through it. Anybody could do it. And then I think there's kind of the next level up, which is creating your own projects and using the connectors, the pre-built connectors that Claris provides. And I know they're adding to this list um, actively. I don't know exactly how many there are right now, um, but I know there's more like SurveyMonkey is coming soon. Um, Shopify was one they just added recently. And with these, again, like you really, you, you're going to need to know a little bit. So this is like getting into FileMaker and starting to maybe edit some layouts and write some basic scripts, right? So somebody with some intermediate skill um, can do this. And because, yeah, because I think what Claris Connect does is it it's going to, it's, it's so simple to connect your account, uh, you know, your Slack account or your MailChimp account to Claris Connect. I do want to say each of those accounts, there's a little bit different requirements for each of them. Um, you know, sometimes you have to go into your account and copy an API key and paste it back in. So, but it, Claris Connect is built in a way it gives you the exact instructions of what you need to do to connect. You know, and then when you're building a custom flow, you do need to know a little bit of logic because, you know, a flow is kind of like a script. I relate it to FileMaker that way, although it's, it's got a very, some very specific components that, that are required as a part of a flow. And you need to know a little bit, you know, there's an if then um, component. So you need to know a little bit of like, you know, of what the logic would be within your flow. So that's kind of the intermediate. Okay. And then I think the advanced, yeah, is taking the webhooks and mm -hmm. really finding, you know, because the webhooks are valuable when you don't have a pre-built connector, you know, so with teamwork, there, there was no pre-built connector in Claris Connect. So that's why I went with the webhook because I, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Now, not every web application can provide webhooks. So that's another kind of caveat with all this. I think before you write a flow, you have to consider what applications you're trying to connect and what services they provide. Yeah. And that's, you know, in FileMaker, that's, yeah, like taking, you know, doing, you know, connecting with APIs. So that's really the more advanced work within FileMaker, I'd say. I appreciate you uh, describing how you took <laughs> Claris Connect from not knowing it at all to the most advanced level. <laughs> Um, that, I mean, that, that's good. And you, you had to read some blog posts on webhooks because that part was, uh, conceptually new to you, but did you find first use of the advanced stuff? Did you find it to be really challenging, like hair pulling or was it just, you know, little block, yeah. little stumbles here and there and make progress? Well, there was, there was a little bit of hair pulling and, and, <laughs> um, I definitely would <laughs> tell, John Newhoff, I was, you know, owner of Footage Bay that I was saying, I can't, I would just be like, yeah, I, I know this should work and it's not. And why is it not, you know, and there was just a little bit of getting through the hurdles of figuring this all out. And so definitely a learning curve involved with it. But it's so rewarding, I think, to be able to be challenged with something that's new. And here's this new technology. I don't know about it. You know, it's like, I've been doing FileMaker development for a long time. I feel comfortable taking on challenges within FileMaker, but then venturing out with this new product. And really, I feel like I'm starting at 
square one, although I'm not totally because right. I have I have development skills that can be transferred. But yeah. um, it's kind of it's yeah, I guess I see it as a new challenge. Yeah. But and, and you enjoy doing that uh, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, how long in your first use of this using the webhook part of it? How long do you think it took you to connect your Teamworks to your FileMaker app? I think it was probably four or five hours. Oh, okay. I don't know exactly. And that, yeah, I think, and that might have included, yeah, the time reading the blog posts and. Yeah. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you mentioned um, the different um, connectors that it has and it, they, they, you mentioned that Claris keeps adding them. Uh, is the list pretty extensive? The, yeah, the- I think so. Um, I'm just pulling up a list right now. You know, the thing about the connectors is there's two ways that you can interact with them. And I guess this kind of goes into what a flow is within Claris Connect. Um, there's two required components to a flow. You have to have a trigger and an action. And the trigger is, I think it's basically a webhook, although I don't know, I can't put this exactly because I'm not sure exactly how all the technology is working on the Claris you know, on the cloud that they're hosting and running Claris Connect. So I don't want to say too much, but the way I interpret it is those, each of those triggers are webhooks. And there are, for example, I mean, this list, I don't know, I think there's 60 or 70 maybe, you know, we've got Active Campaign, MailChimp, Outlook, TypeDrive, Google Translate, Google Sheets, FormStack, QuickBooks, UPS, it's just, there's a lot of diverse applications and connectors that are already built. But what I, what I was, I know I'm going in circles, I was trying to say was that the apps that provide triggers are significantly less than the apps that provide actions. So for example, MailChimp is one that provides a trigger. So that means within MailChimp, when a subscriber is added or a profile is updated, that's a trigger. So the trigger happens within MailChimp, and then it pushes a call to Claris Connect, and then from Claris Connect, you can call an action. Um, so that would be, you know, perhaps you want to call an action within Eventbrite. Yeah, you might uh, when a MailChimp updates their profile, you want to update the data for an attendee you can update as an event for an Eventbrite connector. Um, There's a lot of them. And you said that um, Claris keeps adding some. Have you seen quite a few added in your time of using Claris Connect? Well, the most recent one I saw added was Shopify. Okay. Um, And they have a release update. There's a... There's a web page on the Claris site that is letting us know when new ah. connectors are available. So on September 1st, they released, yeah, Monkey Learn and Smartsheet. And the last release was November 4th. So I we're probably due for some coming up soon. And and when you log into Claris Connect and you look at the list of connectors, there's also a coming soon indicator on some of them. So then you can see that they're working on it, but it hasn't been released yet. 
you've described Claris Connect, um, you've described kind of the inner workings, but what is its overall value to yourself, to uh, clients that end up using Claris Connect? So I think there's a couple. I mean, first of all, the main draw and reason I think to use Claris Connect is when you need APIs to interact in real time. That's something that is very unique to Claris Connect. I mean, we can use APIs in the same way to interact, to connect systems of what Claris Connect is doing. But the main difference is that with APIs, I have to trigger it all within FileMaker. So, or, well, we could also discuss, you know, other third-party applications. But if I'm doing it from within FileMaker, I've got a button that somebody clicks that either, you know, uh, that pulls information from an API, you know, or from a third-party system. Or I could also have a server-side script running, you know, if I want it to run hourly, I want it to push or pull information. But with Claris Connect, I don't have to wait on that information. And also, it's unique in that if I if I have an API, you know, if I have a server-side script running every hour, you know, that wants to look at, let's say, my Stripe account and look for new payments. Um, and then it, and then what the script is supposed to do is, you know, mark that those payments were made within my FileMaker database. Well, if that's running every hour, I may, there may or may not be uh, payments that are made. So it's a little bit of, um, you know, unnecessary load on the server, right? Like these resources are being used that aren't actually necessary. And then the difference with the with what Claris Connect and webhooks are doing is every time a payment is made, well, it's alerting, you know, it's it's calling and logging the payment right there. So if somebody makes a payment once a day, then you don't need to run the hourly script. It's just going to happen right there at that time. So I think that's one of the major benefits is, is you know, determining what processes would benefit from running in real time when you don't want to have unnecessary load on the server. I think at times for certain processes, it would make sense to just have a nightly script or a nightly, you know, server side script run or hourly, you know, whatever there's, I think there's really pros and cons to both. And this is definitely one of the topics that we want to discuss at the uh, users group, because it's really about, you know, understanding when the best case is to use Claris Connect. Mm. And, you know, the other benefits I see to it are you can also, when you're using APIs within your FileMaker database, you're embedding, you know, the oftentimes credentials, API key authorization information. And in this, when you use Claris Connect, Claris Connect is managing all that. So you can manage it from outside of your FileMaker database. And, you know, recently we had a situation come up where we had, you know, a server or not a client that they have an error log or an error alert that comes up within their system. And when that happens, we need to be alerted that, you know, and, and ideally a support ticket generated when that error occurs. And we threw around the idea of you can embed SMTP credentials and just send an email that way from within a FileMaker script. But let's say, you know, you don't want your credentials embedded in a client system. Well, then you can just call a Claris Connect flow. And then within your Claris Connect flow, you send an email. And so it's a way of 
kind of pulling out some of the work from your FileMaker system and perhaps, yeah, not wanting to store sensitive information within FileMaker, having to store it or manage it in Claris Connect. I think, yeah, I think it can definitely cut down on development time because the ease with which Claris Connect communicate, you know, when you connect an API to it, it's it's going to display for you exactly which fields you need, which are required. It's going to pull all your information. So it makes it a lot easier to interact with APIs too, which can drastically cut down on development time. I, I hadn't considered that, but yeah, you're right. The um, hourly scripts that run something on the server to go connect somewhere, yeah, that's all extra load that right. Claris Connect now handles, right? That's um, right. And you're... Your, fi your file doesn't need to be open. I mean, in both circumstances, that's the case. But for sure, you can just walk right. away and know that, you know, you may get 20 new events or, or whatever coming from your uh, right. from the connection. Right. And there is some overlap between the two because one of the triggers within Claris Connect is a schedule. So you can schedule a Claris Connect flow to run every hour, every day, every week. And then it's it's different. They include the ability to use, I think it's like the cron scheduler. So you can create these very distinct schedules in which case you, you want to run certain flows. So that's something else that's kind of interesting to play with in order to trigger flows as well. But it's similar to how you would schedule a FileMaker uh, server-side script. So there's a lot of good benefits to it. You mentioned there are some cons as well. Do you have any that come to your mind that you've encountered recently? It's so situational. I, I think there are definitely times when you wouldn't want to use Claris Connect because you don't you would have too many calls. The time that you wouldn't want to use it, if if I understand, is when it it could be too active. Exactly. Um, okay. Wouldn't that be a good reason to use it or could it get overwhelmed? Is, is that what you're saying? That, I, that Yeah, I think it could get overwhelmed. And I think this relates also back to the pricing of Claris Connect too, because the way I understand it, the pricing is based on the API requests, which are the actions, not the triggers. I'm trying to understand that because I'm noticing one thing with Claris Connect is the number of API requests doesn't seem to be getting updated in real time. So this, oh, this is actually a question I need to reach out to Claris about to understand a little bit more about how, you know, you, you when you have the licensing, you have a certain number of allowed requests per month. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the a trigger counts as a request. I think it's only the action. And so, you could, you know, even if your trigger is coming in and you have an if clause there at the beginning, you know, right after the trigger, you could avoid unnecessary actions, but you can't avoid unnecessary triggers because if the webhook is, yeah, is so generic that it's going to, you know, perhaps be called too many times, it would be, you can't, you can't prevent a, fr a flow from occurring if the trigger occurs. All right. So it's situational. It's, it's, and when you, are you working um, with Claris Connect um, with, with clients as well, or is it still just your own um, in, internal use? Well, I'm doing mostly internal use. We started this Connect users group 
because we started to get more into it and realize that we could really benefit from having a community aspect where we could learn and figure out, you know, when is the best case to use Claris Connect? When when is it better to reconsider using an API and using using Claris Connect? And that was what kind of instigated starting this users group. I think that for some new client projects, when I'm scoping out a project, I'm considering how we could use Claris Connect to improve or to better build an integration. And um, so that's this all in the works, I would say. But yeah, I think we are we're still you know, venturing out in the area. You, you, you make me think of something. So Claris Connect is designed to connect apps together um, through these, these connectors to create a flow and possibly through FileMaker. It seems to me that, I guess I haven't considered Claris Connect too much because I don't know the, the possibilities. You know, it's it's not about techniques right now. It's not that you know, like like FileMaker, we can run JavaScript in it, right? So I like FileMaker for that reason. One of the reasons, obviously, but for Claris Connect, I don't know what the possibilities are. I assume there's real, real life client based problem solving um, uh, possibilities. Like it kind of feels like a combination thing where you pick something from column A, something from column B and see if that's a, a real world problem. But is there, can you think of things that people can do with Claris connect that, um, that make it valuable? Um, what, what connections can you put together to solve a business problem? Just give me a couple, if you can think of. Sure. One, project I was working on, and this doesn't have to do with any of the pre-built connectors, but this has to do with webhooks, is I have an offline, you know, a local iOS app that's built on the FileMaker Go SDK, and it has a one-way syncing capability. So it logs on to a server, and it pulls information and updates the data within the app. And I'm doing all that with the API, um, the, the FM data API at this point. But I recently just wanted to test and see how this would work with Claris Connect. And I can generate a webhook from within Claris Connect, and then I can call that webhook from my app through a button, or I guess it's a, you know, yeah, part of a login script. And then it triggers that flow within Claris Connect, and then I can push the work to Claris Connect to run the FM data API calls. And there's a there's a limited set of FM data API calls, so I can you know execute a script or do a find for records, and then I can return those results as JSON back to my app. So it's basically like I could write a whole syncing process using hmm. Claris Connect rather than communicating directly via the API. And the benefit I see, I mean, again, it's like you can accomplish the goal in both ways. The benefit of using Claris Connect for this purpose would be when you, you know, and it's hard to say this over the phone without actually looking at Claris Connect and looking at what it does. But when I, you know, am writing my flow and I specify, okay, I want to run this action of um, 
I've connected to my FileMaker server and I want to run this action of find record request, then it displays perhaps six different fields to me. The first is layout name and I select the list of layouts that, you know, which layout do I want to find because with the FileMaker data API, the first thing we have to do is set the context of what layout we're on because that's going to determine which fields and then, you know, which fields we can access. And then it's going to show me all the fields on that layout within Claris Connect. So then I can, you know, put my information right there and I can draw on data that's been gathered from previous script steps. So it's this very easy kind of drop down point and click and put your information right in. And I think, I think, you know, I mean, you do have to have some familiarity with the APIs, but I think you could come and write a thinking process using Claris Connect with a lot more ease than writing it strictly via script within mm-hmm. okay. FileMaker. So it sounds like in our world for FileMaker developers, the webhook is kind of the the thing that we want, connecting it back to the FileMaker apps. Obviously, doesn't have to happen. You can buy Claris Connect and never know anything about FileMaker and use it to connect Slack and mail or, or whatever the possible connections are. Yeah, I wanted to specify, I mean, the webhook I am using because I'm calling it from a local FileMaker file. But if, mm-hmm. if I was calling it from a hosted FileMaker file, then I can just use the FileMaker, there's a FileMaker connector built in okay. too. So that's one thing. Yeah, that's only because it's local. For hosted files, it's a little bit different. Okay, so you you started working with Claris Connect. You started the advanced. Um, you mentioned that it is completely low code, or it could be low code, no code. And and I've actually started to see that more and more in this connector idea. You don't need to know what's going on under the hood, right? You can just pick a selection, an action, and a trigger, a trigger, and then an action. And you can get it all to work without knowing anything about what's going on underneath the hood. Do you do you find that refreshing? Uh, is that is it fun to do it that way, or is it a little bit weird when you're not actually writing all the uh, script and constructing the JSON and vice, you know, anything else? I I find it refreshing because I think you know, yeah, you can get in here and you can start playing with it and testing things out in a matter of minutes. It's you could create a flow within 10 minutes and start connecting Slack and MailChimp and Typeform, you know, I think that's what's really one of the aspects that makes it really cool and powerful to work with is you don't have to know the API at all to work with it. Uh, so let's see, you've, you've described a lot of, of what, what I was interested in. Um, I'm curious, uh, you mentioned reaching out back out to, to Claris about some, some, some asks about it. What kind of, what kinds of support have you gotten from Claris and, you know, how helpful has the forums been and in different other areas? Are you doing this alone or is it, do you find yourself a lot of support even in this infant product? So, What's really cool is we have currently two, you know, Claris uh, representatives or, you know, employees that are attending the Claris Connect user group. So that's where I find we're, we're, you know, we're directly getting support because we have topics and questions come up and at the February meetup, which I didn't attend, but was recorded. And I, you know, and I heard about it, of course, after not being able to attend, but we, 
we had encountered an issue the week before where we found that the callback URLs that are generated when you add a file, let me see if I can explain this. When you add a FileMaker connect uh, or a connector um, to your FileMaker server, it generates a callback URL. And then that callback URL is basically like the unique call that you're going to then plug in from your file, uh, in your FileMaker script, you're gonna use your insert from URL script step, and you're gonna call this URL. And that's what triggers the flow. And I would have expected to see that that URL was unique to each FileMaker connection that I added. So if I added one to my, you know, customer file and I added my payments file, I would expect those each to have unique URLs, but we found that they were actually only unique to the project. It was a little bit, in, you know, counterintuitive, but we had, yeah, some representatives from, from Claris at the meetup and actually they were able to address that question and say, this is actually, you know, designed behavior because there may be instances where you want flows to be called um, multiple flows to be called within a project all from the same URL. So, so you know, that's been our, our major resource, but um, I have been checking out the, you know, Claire's community and there's definitely people on there, you know, asking questions. I feel like I'd like to get on there more and start communicating and, and, and talking more and responding to things and asking my own questions because I think it's still a smaller community than the FileMaker community on mm -hmm. on there on the support forum yeah so you're saying the best form of support is when claris employees come to user groups so we should get yeah. claris employees to come to every user group that's what you're saying yeah. right yes i think it's really really wonderful and helpful and yeah um, yeah, yeah, I would like to see that grow too. I actually I pay attention to the forums and and I watch the questions, but I'm not really able to to um, contribute at this at the moment because I don't have uh, much experience with Claris Connect. But you know, in the last I'm looking right now on the forums. I mean, in the last um, year, there's been about 155 posts about um, you know some of them are like announcements, but there's a lot of questions and, and I see people are helping each other out with this. So yeah, it's a fledgling yeah. community and I'm glad to hear that, you know, you can get back in there and you want to get back in there and, and do it uh, and and work with them. Yeah, we talked about the, we, you mentioned the pricing a little bit, but you know, what's the, what are your thoughts about pricing for, for, for potential clients? Is that part of your conversation with, with, potential clients with, with people that are interested in some sort of connection? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's something that I feel like we're all getting used to as the nature of software changes. You're not just buying it once you're paying your monthly, you know, software as a service fee. And so I don't think it's as much of a, an issue for clients now, because I think we're all just getting used to this, you know, new way of purchasing software. And I think, yeah, there's a few different pricing levels that Claris offers and there are, it, it, 
it seems to me, and I think, yeah, this is, goes back to the question where I need to really get back to them to understand exactly how the API requests are counted and when they're counted, because that's what it's based on is the total number of API requests per month. But it, if it is truly actions that trigger, you know, that are the um, the call, there's, there's ways to work around that too, that I've kind of, you want to keep your action, you know, there's, there's just like combinations. You could use part of you could use FileMaker script to do part of what you want it to do, and then you can use Claris Connect steps, you know, flow steps to do part of it. There's there's a lot of flexibility within there. Yeah, so I think it's affordable for clients um, as long as they're expecting and know they're going to pay a monthly cost for it, but they're going to have probably less development time. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Overall, clients are very, very concerned about their problems getting solved, right? They come to you mm-hmm. and they say, I want all of the records from teamwork to be brought into my database. You could either spend hours and hours developing the scripting on your own, or you could purchase the Claris Connect and set that up in what you said, four or five hours. So I think that's that seems to be an, a good trade-off is is being able to do that. Again, they don't care about how you solve it typically. They just care that you solved it. Right. Um, and that's that's an interesting thought though, being able to show and prove, hey, I can save X number of development dollars if you go with Claris Connect and you, you know, pay that monthly fee with it. It'd be it'd be awesome if yeah. At some point we had a suite, you know, we, we just paid one. Cause aren't you paying for server or like FileMaker licenses and Claris Connect licenses separately? Yes. Although one of their pricing levels does not require FileMaker server. So it's a little interesting. Yeah. And the, their pricing model is different because it's not on a per user basis for Claris Connect. As it is. So it's just on the per API request per month. But yeah, there's a few. So I think, yeah, you don't actually have to have FileMaker. If you, there is one pricing level that you don't have to have a FileMaker server pricing um, uh, license. It's like, I guess it would be bundled, I think, is what they're doing. I'm, again, I don't, I probably shouldn't be answering these questions. I don't know the exact details about that. <laughs> okay. But it, it's, it's, it's part of our, our, our research nowadays to be able to um, bring this to a client and say, here's your options. Here's, yeah. here's how we're going to solve it. And here's the cost, whichever, whichever way they, they want to go. Yeah, no. And it's just, you know, when we um, came up with this idea to start the users group, you know, we started brainstorming about topics and, and this was one of our first questions was, yeah, when, how do you determine when the cost is beneficial and it would be really cool. I thought about, you know, building a tool where you have an estimated number of transactions and then, you know, and so you could just kind of plug in some numbers and determine, you know, like, like for example, you know, doing a Shopify integration where it's like, how many orders are you getting per month or what, you know, what exactly do you want to accomplish? And then how many, you know, and to figure out the cost benefit analysis there would be kind of interesting. I can think of a couple clients that I've built um, Gravity Forms WordPress uh, connections to FileMaker. And mm-hmm. it's a server script that's running every 15 minutes. And we had yeah. to build a lot of logic in there to say, you're going to collect all of them, but don't, don't, 
don't duplicate the records. If you see yeah. a record that you've already put in, then stop the process, right? And right. that that was complicated to get correct and to to manage everything. But it sounds I don't know if Claris Connect connects with uh, WordPress and its Gravity Forms plugin, but it would be awesome if every time a uh, form is submitted in WordPress that it immediately get pushed into FileMaker. Yeah, yeah. Easy. No, I love that's such a cool problem. And um, I just looked it up, and there is a Gravity Forms webhook. So let's see. So, I mean, yeah, I I get excited about problems like this because I'm like, yeah, how could we make Claris Connect work for this? Because, yeah, what you're describing is, yeah, it's a lot of unnecessary work that's happening. And perhaps it's not, even though it's not ideal, it's it's not heavy enough that it's, you know, causing disruptions on the server. But I think I really, you know, consider when, you know, how to performance optimize, you know, and when it would make sense that you only want to collect the forms that are, you know, active that have just been um, completed. So you don't want to collect the other information. And I think that's where the webhook comes into play because it just shoots you that information. So I, I think, yeah, that's definitely possible. You still have to construct scripting to receive the, the, the payload, the JSON from Claris Connect, from that connection, from the webhook, whatever words I'm using here. I yeah. Some yeah. of them are correct. You still have to sure. construct the yeah. script and which sets the fields. Um, that's still manual, a manual process right now. Is that correct? Well, the script actually, the script that you're talking about is the trigger. A FileMaker file hosted on a FileMaker server 18 or greater can act as a trigger. And that just means you could have a button in your hosted FileMaker file or a script trigger or, you know, it has to be a script, right, that runs. And basically, you just need one line of code in that script, which is insert from URL, script step is what you're using, and you're going to pass it um, your JSON payload. So, yeah, you have Mm -hmm. to define, you know, what you want passed and um, a couple of curl, basic curl options. And then that URL is what is generate, well, first, I mean, the first step is to go generate the webhook from within Claris Connect, then you copy the URL, then you go create your FileMaker script and you paste the URL, then you run your FileMaker script and voila, like that's it. It's the trigger has been set and run. So it's not complicated. And the way Claris Connect, Claris Connect documents this is that when you're when you're in the when you're in the application and you're setting up your trigger, it just gives you the steps right there, right on the on the website. So it's not it's not complicated, and I you know, and anybody doing it could just follow you know steps one through six or whatever they give you for, and it's like they give you a sample payload, so you know exactly how to format it and what it should look like, um, which is really helpful. Great, yeah, this is this sounds exciting. I. I might have to explore that. It's it's an interesting thought, though. I'm I, I'm just thinking, like, should I go back to my client and say, you know, we've got this working for you already, but yeah. there's still a a weak point in where we could accidentally get duplicate records or the or right. something could break, um, you know. But what what do you think about that? Like taking existing working processes and converting them to a Claris Connect based solution? Right. I think it's an interesting question and it's one we've dealt with too. I know there's a system a developer, Portage, they built a few 
in the game last year with uh, or a few years ago with Twilio. And yeah, looking back on it now, yeah, the way it's built isn't ideal. It would have been better, you know, or perhaps, yeah, more um, performance optimized to use Claris Connect. Now, yeah, whether it's worth it to the client, if it's, if it's working, it's hard to go back and, you know, say, well, we're going to just make it better. But if it's not working and there's, you know, if it's, then I could see a reason for changing directions and switching directions entirely into a Claris Connect flow. But I think it's a tough call and probably up to the client. Yeah. Yeah. But now... Now that I know that that works, I can, next time someone wants to do a Gravity Forms integration, I can immediately look at Claris Connect as the solution to that. Um, yeah. And, you know, taking your experience who who didn't know anything about webhooks before, or you said it was a new concept to you, still took you four or five hours to put it together and it's working just fine. That, you know, that would probably take me that long as well. And it's less it's less error prone. There's, there's less logic inside of my script that I have to branch and, you know, stop and exit out of scripts if, if something is already in there. So uh, right. it, it sounds, it sounds like a good solution. I should uh, play with it a little bit more and give it some, give it some, give it some attention. There's just so much to attend to nowadays. You know, it's, it's know. really hard to, are you, are you becoming the Claris Connect expert at Portage Bay, or are you uh, are, are you in a team? Yeah, I would say I would say at this point I'm the expert, um, but we are. You know, we have weekly development developer meetings, and and we've been talking about it a lot more as a team. Definitely, you know, again, yeah, part of the instigation to start this users group and to start joining with the community more and figuring out how, yeah, what are practical applications and best use cases for Claris Connect. So basically, if if someone in your team ha- gets a client that wants this solution, you can be the expert. You can jump into that project for X number of hours to set it up and then jump out of the project. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like everybody needs to be an expert in this. Just like, you know, we, we can't all be experts in server or, or all right. of these different things. We hand off those modules to teammates that, that can do it. Right. Yeah. I think that's true. And I think, you know, as a developer, we find we get drawn to certain um, technology. And I, I think, yeah, this has, Claris Connect has definitely gotten me hooked when I'm just, yeah, since I got involved with it, I've just been really um, excited about all the possibilities. And I think where this could take us next. It sounds, it sounds exciting. You're, you're kind of getting me excited to, um, to try it out. I know we, um, we have a, an account, so I may have to tap into it and see what's going on. Tell us about your 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 user group. You've mentioned it before, but um, what's its purpose? Why are you uh, you know who 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 is part of this user group? Is it local? You know, I think you're the first user group I've seen that is specific to an application um, that doesn't seem to be as local right. as as other ones. You, you're not the you're not the uh, California user group or the Seattle user group, you're the Claris right. Connect user group. Well, I think what's interesting is, I mean, this is the first user 
group I've ever been a part of starting. So this has all been a new experience for me, but um, we started this and you know, we got, we came up with the idea of it. I think it was last fall and started planning it and getting ready. And then we launched in January of this year, 2021. So, this is launched in the era of COVID where everything is virtual and we, we didn't, you know, it's at this point in our lives, location specific is not as important. Yeah. So this is, this began as a virtual meetup and I imagine it will always be that way. I, because I'm in Texas, you know, our people all over the country, we have international people attending so we can, definitely attract a much wider crowd by having it strictly virtual uh -huh. and and yeah the idea of having it around this new technology you know you know around Claris connect was yeah maybe just to get more input and more experience and more um ideas about how to how to best use it but it's been really cool and we've been Using this tool, Mentimeter, which um, I use, I learned about at the Wit FM user group, and it allows us to, you know, collect real-time information via, you know, a PowerPoint or a, you know, keynote uh, presentation. And um, so we're finding, you know, the attendees are mostly people with some, some to little Claris Connect experience, but mostly advanced developers. Um, although some beginners, and so it's kind of a mix of users that are attending with a variety of, of uh, skill levels. I'm glad you came up with this idea to focus just on Claris Connect, and it kind of makes me want to do just a JavaScript, <laughs> a JavaScript yeah. uh, a user group or something that just focuses on one part of our ever-expanding platform, right? We don't need to... Right. Yeah, the word FileMaker is too broad and too general nowadays for us mm -hmm. to continue to have an all-purpose user group. That's that's not uh, that may not be useful anymore. Um, right. So. <laughs> well, and I thought you know initially when we started talking about, it, we worried we're like, oh, are there going to be enough topics? You know, or is it too limited? But really, I mean, I don't think so because I think this technology is going to keep growing and changing and. You know, the current format of this user group, although I think it's still evolving, you know, where we have people, you know, that are going to show their flows and going to show, you know, best use case or practical examples. But there's also every week or not every week, every month, we're picking one connector and we're kind of going oh, into yes. that and looking at all the actions. So last month we did Calendly. Um, okay. Before that was MailChimp, I think. So we're just, you know, because that's the other thing is there's so many, you, you need to know what the actions are exactly, that, you know, what can you do with it precisely? Right. And I think it's a good way to like look at one and say, okay, here's all the options and here's how it works. And because you have to get in there and play with it to really know it's the actions are listed and documented, but that, but the specifics of each action, you really have to get in and test it to see all that. So, yeah. so that's yeah. been really cool. and. Um, very good. Well, Kate, this is great. I'm glad uh, we got to talk about Claris Connect. I remember uh, Mike Burgi came on to talk about Claris Connect before it came out or right mm. as it was launched. You're the first person I've talked with that has had experience with it, that is using it internally and is considering its its uh, value and uses throughout. So 
glad to to have you to share that with us. Um, yeah. Thanks for um, being a part of it. What else? Just what else have we not talked about in Claris Connect that you you would like to share? Well, these are other future topics for the um, for the user group. But one thing that I'm really interested in is is debugging and how you know because it's different than scripts. There is no debugger. Um, there's a different set of tools within Claris Connect. There's history, so you can see, I think it keeps the last 30 days of the history of when the flow ran and what errors occurred. And then there's a flow step called error capture, I think. And when you add that, so then you add that after a step, after an action, and if an error occurs, then you can tell it to do a different action. So you might want to send yourself an email or, or do some other, you know, Slack alert or something. And so there's different ways of error capture and debugging. And I'm really, yeah, kind of getting interested in that because this isn't going to be completely fail safe. You know, if, if your API is dependent on your FileMaker layout that, um, and the fields on it change, you're going to break your flow. So I think there's definitely a lot more things to learn about and expand our our knowledge about this product. I, as I understand, there are other services out there like Claris Connect that have been around. I think Zapier is one and such. Have you used that? And what's your what are your thoughts about Claris Connect in comparison to those? Well, that so I came into this straight into Claris Connect. I don't have any experience using Zapier or um, some of the other ones. If this, then that, and I've seen them around and from what I understand about them, they're more template based and they have the ability for users or developers to add their own templates and connections. And, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm hoping this is kind of the area that, that we're going to be headed in with Claris Connect because something I feel like we're not seeing right now is the ability to share flows, right? So like mm. if I create a flow and want to save it as a template, kind of like how we're creating add-ons now within FileMaker, I can't really do that within Claris Connect yet. But this is where I do think there's a big future for Claris Connect. And I think this is still a relatively new product, right? I mean, since August 2019. So I think there's going to be a lot of growth and expansion. At least that's what I hope for. I really don't know. So I'm not going to make any claims that these are uh -huh. just my personal, you know, desires for, for what would happen. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's another feature of Claris Connect that I think is, maybe I'm dreaming this, I don't know, but I, I thought I had heard that you could actually use Claris Connect to process data from FileMaker. So you're using FileMaker as the start and the endpoint. Is that mm -hmm. a thing? Is that, yeah, is for that, sure. Yeah? For sure. And I think, yeah, you can use FileMaker as your trigger and your actions. Um, yeah, and so those are the actions that are based on the FileMaker data API, and there are limited sets. So I think there's five things you can do. Get record by ID, find record, edit record, um, execute script, and there might be another. But yeah, you could just do everything within FileMaker, I mean, within Claris Connect. That's kind of a cool thing because... And I think it runs, doesn't it run JavaScript? Isn't there a space to type in some code or is that still yeah. coming? 
So I think what you're referring to are the calculations. So there's a number of utilities also that uh, you can interact with. So you can set variables and do um, uh, some image processing in FTP. And then there's a calculation utility. And I think that calculation utility uses JavaScript map. So um, I think that, you know, that's one aspect of it. Again, like, I feel like I just keep uncovering more and learning more about, oh, I can do this. So, I mean, and I started using that and I was using regular expression and which I hadn't, again, was a new learning curve for me. I hadn't used before. Um, that's not in native FileMaker or calculations, but I got to play with it and learn with it within Claris Connect. Okay, cool. I, I'll have to look into that. That's that's kind of exciting to me because we don't. I use a web viewer to process JSON, JavaScript or process JSON with some JavaScript, um, but maybe Claris Connect is is um, a way to go as well. Uh, yeah, it's an additional fee, like we said, but it's uh, it may be worth it. So. Great. Well, uh, thank you for that. I, I really appreciate this. Um, before we go, um, where can people find you and ask you questions about about um, Claris Connect? Where can they where can they sign up for the user group? And uh, lastly, what are you working on that's that's exciting for you right now? So we are on Meetup, and it's just called the Claris Connect User Group. And you can find us there and join and register to attend. The next meetup is going to be March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. So maybe we'll have a little theme. I don't know. You can also send an email to info at portagebay.com to get more information about, um, about Claris Connect and the meetup. And what am I working on right now? Um, I mean, I've, I've still been finishing up this thinking process with this mobile app that although I'm not using Claris Connect for it, um, I'm just using the FileMaker data API as in, you know, writing, um, doing, you know, remediation on a file that's, that's older that we've been working with for quite a while. And it's really, it's really cool to, you know, to modernize code and to rewrite it, you know, using the FileMaker data API and to, and to, improve the performance and the speed with which it syncs. And um, also found, you know, a pretty cool technique for just parsing the records that I need to load at the time. And um, so I don't know, I think, yeah, that's been a fun project to work on. Are you, did you mention in the community, uh, are you in the community, the Claris community? I am, I'm just not active in it at the moment, but I'm planning to get, uh, to revamp my activities. Well, you should do that. And listeners, once, once she does that and you see her in the Claris connect area, be sure to follow her. I, I like recommending people follow each other in there so that we, you know, see what questions we're asking and what questions we're answering as well. So very good. Well, thank you, Kate. I appreciate this. It was great to to hear you and to hear you, to hear you, your experience with Claris Connect. Um, you got me excited about it, so I'll have to um, you know put down JavaScript and go to that. Um, one last question: Are we going to lose you as a FileMaker developer <laughs> and have your sole focus be on Claris Connect? No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's one of the things is that. 
the benefit of Claris Connect is it so easily integrates with FileMaker. And, yeah. and I see the two really working together. I don't, I don't, for me, I think I'm always going to, you know, perhaps there'll be situations where I don't use FileMaker, but I really see the benefit in using okay. both systems together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Kate. It's great to talk to you. Well, since you're still working with uh, Claris Connect and learning it and such, we'll probably have to have you back on in, uh, you know, in a year's time to see uh, how things are going and see what what the see how much more of an expert you've become at uh, Claris Connect. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Right. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of another episode of the Context Podcast. Thanks to Kate Waldhauser for joining me today to give her experience with Claris Connect. I'm happy to hear that Claris Connect is easy to stumble into. Given its purpose, there's a lot of potential using Claris Connect to solve client problems. Please take a moment to rate and review us at on Apple Podcasts or share it with your friends and family or anyone who uses FileMaker or Claris Connect. Also, we know people like the show, and we know that people have good ideas about topics we could talk about. We also know that there are folks out there who would like to share their ideas. So please reach out at thecontextpodcast at proofguys.com. Until next week, remember, the Context Podcast is king. <laughs>